Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful, I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me, you know? There's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe, you know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself, okay? With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one, or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Today on the Greenlight Pod, Chris returns from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro with a bunch of stories from the trip. Macon recounts what it was like as a solo host, and the guys catch Chris up on what he missed out on in the world of sports while he was gone. Enjoy. They call me the breeze. I keep blowing and blowing. I ain't got me nobody. I ain't got me no love. I got the green light, baby. All right, guys, we've been here like 30 minutes. We have a lot of catching up to do. I haven't really done it because we wanted to save it for the pod. I purposely haven't asked you, how was your trip, player? My trip was good, but I, I more want to talk about you guys. Thank you, because I didn't even fucking think about the podcast. Like, it, <sighs> admittedly, didn't miss it. It was kind of <laughs> scary. Um, That's a big step for you. I, I don't care. Like when I'm gone, and I feel like it's handled. It's it's cool, and that that's I'm getting to the makes me feel good. The point is, good job, guys. Thank you, thank I, you. The rave reviews. I you know now obviously I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so this was interesting. I saw your tweet this morning that said I I have no idea what's been happening, and then I thought to myself he had 24 hours on a plane ride. He couldn't have listened to to two green light pods. Yeah, well you, you know 
I thought about it, but then I was like, yo, there's so much stuff I have to do, you know, like uh, getting home to get ready to hit the ground running. I was like, can I devote two and a half hours uh, to listening to the pods that Bo and Fax and Macon respectively did? Macon and, almost went two and a half on his own there, player. Well, because he's yeah. got these guests that he lo- he loves Tate Frazier and he loves Randy Scott. And we, we I love those guys too, but these are like his favorites. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do that, I know you were excited probably. There's the, the, the story is I didn't I didn't have the time. Are we Are we bearing the lead of your trip? Do you want me to go into this? No, we'll talk about the trip, but I'm just like there's a lot that okay. I'm excited about getting home. Like for instance, I walk in today, I hear we've got a fucking softball team lined up. Go. Oh. There's a green light softball team. Oh, are I don't you, even know this. Are you going to be on the team? Yeah. Tuesday nights. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> I got a family at home. So do I, man. Come on. It's re- come on. Okay. I'm not I'm not good. Like I'm really not good at at baseball. I'm also not good. I've got hand eye. We can hide you. You can do the scorebook. Why don't you do the scorebook? Okay. That's right up your Is eye. there a catcher? I'm a you good don't catcher. You want to be the catcher. I know, I know. I've dislocated my finger once. I sure. Okay, cool. But that's exciting, guys. So nice work on that. Um, what else? Ha- I mean, we'll talk. I don't want to move. Pa- I don't want to move past this podcast that Macon did with uh, Randy Scott because you should check that out. People that said was, it was good. It was really cool. Very. I'm different. not listening to it until he <laughs> listens to like some of the other podcasts that we've done. Just you know, like I'm a busy guy, dude. <laughs> Fuck, you want me to listen to the one podcast you did on your own? Like, how many goddamn podcasts have I sat in here? I mean, I've, I've actually <laughs> I interviewed for Christ's sake, and no one listened to that. I've been you, here for two two years during the pandy. The fellas might um <laughs> might tell you that uh, we didn't make any cuts in those two hours. That's either. good. Yeah, no Are problem. Are you insinuating that we no, made no, no. cuts? But here, that's can, a really good point. Can that we get made. off on the right foot? Yeah, most no. of the cuts are because of you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I uh, that's a really good point you make because I left out of here. I left out of here. I walked out of here feeling a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And I listened back and I felt less of a sense of accomplishment there were so many ums and uhs that i really couldn't get through it it That's was okay. nails on a chalkboard sure great but i had um a greater there it is i had a greater appreciation for what you do because yeah. there i freaked out on sunday i was making notes all week but freaked out on sunday a lot of prep over prepped you had the butterflies mm-hmm. yeah for sure really yeah 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 i was i was lined up um, you make it look so easy thank you from well, what i hear <laughs> Some of the Randy Scott reviews don't interest you, don't pique your interest. No, they do. I just don't have any fucking time, dude. Imagine, you know, it's like a podcast. having a family. You can do like other things at the same time. Okay. Put it on in the shower. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, thank you for your trust. It uh um, choice player. <laughs> it was uh, well, yeah. I do trust you. I trust you all, man. Boshe did a great job. He Reed's did. out mm-hmm. skiing. I was I learned about Cowboy Reed not being in here about the day before, and that did freak me out. With no disrespect yeah, to Fauche. Shout out to Fauche. He stepped up. I thought I would look up and see Cowboy and and just get more comfortable and and without the Cowboy, it was a it was a tougher road to hoe. But Kingston Scott. Yeah, yeah. We I was in great hands and and Tate had just come off the Titus announcement. Now Tate has an announcement of his Titus own. Titus is going to Barstool. And and Tate's going to the Ringer. Okay. Uh, one shining pod. Like trade deadline. <laughs> right. And then. Uh, Randy was Randy. What did he say about being sad? I I had hoped to get him to cry. He didn't cry. He was very diplomatic, 
But it was clear, if I can be frank, that um, I think it was a surprise to Tate. Really? Didn't you pick up on that? Absolutely. I think it was a surprise. But he was a diplomat about it. Yeah. Titus has always had a relationship with those guys, but um, I don't think that either anticipated this split. That's why I wanted to take the time to let you all know that I'm going to OAN. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Well, we'll keep the lights on. In fact, the the open of the previous show, we talk about uh, what what would happen if you don't or didn't make it if down the mountain. It. There, we'll talk about it in a couple, but it wasn't really the mountain; it was the plane ride. Mm. Yeah, there were there was a lot of thinking about like, you know, you, you guys were talking about, hey, we'll catch up on the trip on mm -hmm. Thursday. Might be a fucking eulogy the way this pilot was. <laughs> wow. But um, hey, sad. Uh, not sad because he knew what he was about to announce, yeah. which was uh, one shining pod um, on the ringer. So, so Tate's in good shape. Congrats, Sam. Randy and Titus. Randy and Titus. Randy is just a big fan of Greenlight, and I like and Randy. That's, dude. Um, that's I'm, really I'm bummed cool. I missed that. The one time we got tried to get Randy on before it didn't work, and then you know I'm glad that you got that in because he's your guy. Randy's availed himself moving forward, yeah. so we can have him back. And there's a lot I didn't get to. I was telling these guys, I was no 30 minutes a piece for these guys and and we were at about 50 minutes in a blink of yeah. an eye um who, I, who were the best randys of all time <laughs> uh i took savage randy marsh randy johnson i took marsh yep savage i rounded it out with someone he i won easily um he and took any moscow on draft yeah, yeah yeah i got moss okay, i got good, listen good. to this savage randy travis savage randy travis. marsh and moss was, were my three randys pretty good he got uh jackson uh-huh johnson Randy Jackson, and Travis. yeah, and Randy Travis. Randy Jackson, yeah, and then he claims this is a guy named draft. Randy who's, drafting Randy. Who's Randy Jackson? Uh, that's a no for me, dog. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's he made this. Okay, mm -hmm. he won the draft. I did win the draft. Okay, yep. But Randy was great. Listen, I did listen back to points, uh -huh. and it is wild. I tried to make it as conversational as possible with both of these guys, yeah. and then. I just didn't end sentences on downbeats uh -huh. where there was air for their, them to come in as if it were a conversation. This is good. You should do more pods and listen to yourself. I enunciate just, or not enunciate. He kept on being like, not really a question there. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just never asked a question. I would yeah. just say things. But if I just said, not really a question there, it would have been fine. It would have yeah. been a good conversation. Mm -hmm. But I did try to get into the lab and, and listen to Good job, back. man. Thank you. Thank you. Not yeah. done yet. And uh, it's amazing how many things i made a conscious effort to really listen to those two cats yeah and it's amazing how many things i still missed yeah because you're thinking about the next question exactly. where you need to go you got to drive the bus listening driving back, the bus is fucking hard randy was like eight times funnier than yeah. i thought in real time he yes. was getting a lot of jokes and some of the i jokes. was just missing them yeah i yeah. miss shit all the time yeah he had yeah. some inside green light jokes too like he clearly listens to the pod he's a listener so shout out to randy um, as for the climb, I do want to shout out all the people on the climb because there were a, a few uh, Greenlight listeners in the group. Okay, so we had athletes, we had veterans, uh, and we had like um, advocates. So if you're sitting at home and I get a lot of DMs like this, hey, I'd love to go next year with you guys. I'm like, okay, come up with fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, it's fifteen uh, for now. The cause, okay, and uh, we'll put you in a lottery. Um, okay, so. Conquering Kelly, where I've been the last 12 days, East Africa, Tanzania, going up Kilimanjaro, 
back in 2013, and forgive me for the people that have heard this story a million times, but this is the, the catch-up pod. So uh, in 2013, I wanted to travel. I, Jeff Fisher got hired. Um, I was in his office. He just paid me, so I felt like we were boys. And uh, I'm looking on his desk, and there's this picture of him climbing like this really high mountain. I don't know where it is. And I said to him, I said, because I like to climb and trek around here, but I've never done anything like that. I said, where is the mountain? He said, Kilimanjaro. I said, is it difficult? He goes, you can walk the whole way. It's, it's really tough, but you can walk the whole way. So you don't need like carabiners. It's not technical. Um, it's not like um, into thin air or some bullshit like that. So I said, I want to travel. Um, I'd like to do that climb. He's like, oh, that sounds great. You should do it one day. I was like, I'd like to do it next off season. <laughs> and I think he's like, man, I'd like to get back to the contract and insert a clause <laughs> somewhere that if you fall off the side of the mountain, I don't have to pay you. Um, but I took James Hall, who was like a veteran of mine, uh, and we took to the mountain and we had a great time, came down, met a lot of people, saw some of the circumstances that people were living in. Uh, and being a little bit pragmatic, water kind of was what I latched on to uh, because I decided I wanted to help. You know, it was like a really awesome trip for me. I had never been that far away from home. I met a lot of wonderful people, and I said, you know, like, I'm starting a foundation. If there's something um, that I want to do, I should do it now. Um, I shouldn't overanalyze it. And uh, actually, I got a nudge because, as you know, our good friend Joe Buck, yeah. and your uh, great friend Troy Aikman, who mm -hmm. you took a piss with. Mm -hmm. By the way, thanks for opening the Aikman interview off, off, uh, offline <laughs> and saying, Troy, Macon here. I, uh, I, I urinated next to you at the Super Bowl. Well, I, that was like, Troy was like, I was, fuck me, dude. <laughs> you texted me about coming on the pod last night. Who is this guy? <laughs> I was mid-urination. He urinated next to me because yeah. he came in afterwards. Yeah. And I didn't mention- Other open stalls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urinals, urinals. No, but were there other open stalls and you guys just ended up next to each other? Great question. It, it was only the two of us in there and there were open ones. I don't remember where he lined up. So it bottom, wasn't uncomfortable. The bottom line is Troy was awesome. Um, you didn't like that, huh? Like a little bit like a near pick six the first play of the interview. <laughs> the only regret I've ever had in that realm on this pod is I thought it was going to be funny and cute to interview Kirk Herbstreet from a bathroom in the Outer <laughs> Banks. Yeah. And he popped on, and, and you were like, this is Macon, he's on vacation, you know, his, his kids are sleeping, his kids mm -hmm. sleeping, he's in a bathroom. And Kirk was like, oh, okay. Yeah, not funny. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. I mean, you've had a few of those. Okay. <laughs> That's that the only one that comes to mind. registered on your... Yeah, like I thought the Aikman was a win. Like you went through a phase where you would say love is love to every yeah. person that we had on the pod. I do need to get back you know, to like that. We had, we'd have like some, yeah, even Freddie Gibbs on or something. Love <laughs> is love, Freddie. <laughs> well, Troy was like, nice to meet you. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. We <laughs> Senior ween. Yeah, man. Um, We're pretty close. So anyways, I was More in a- More ways than one. I, I was in a bar in 2013. Me and James Hall had just come down from Summit um, and we're drinking a, a beer, and it only takes like one or two when you get off that mountain. Uh, and a guy walks in and says my name at the bar in Tanzania, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? There's no way that somebody knows who I am halfway around the, the world. Since uh, Chris Long. Must be another Chris. I turn over my right shoulder, and it's Joe Buck, and he's there with a guy named Doug Pitt, who happens to be Brad Pitt's brother, 
I think he's more handsome than Brad. Mm. Um, shout out to Doug, and Doug is a, an ambassador for WorldServe. He's actually the Goodwill ambassador to Tanzania. Um, so he's done a lot of great work there. He brought Joe over, because they're both Missouri guys, on a, um, on a water project. And they were like, do you want to go with me? We're going in the morning. Uh, couldn't do it. The flight was leaving. Um, came home. Did more research uh, and had an idea. I was like, I'd like to get into providing clean water um, under like an NFL alliance because I think there's a niche for that. Couldn't think of a name, called my mom, we talked for a while, she came up with Water Boys. And that's where it all started. Now, fast forward a year later, uh, a couple years later maybe, I'm in training camp in Oxnard with the Rams and uh, I'm winding down watching SportsCenter and there's a feature on a guy named Nate Boyer, mm-hmm. who you guys know. And Nate was a Green Beret, and Nate, Nate um, fought in some serious shit, and uh, he also happened to, after fighting in some serious shit, come, come home and play for Texas. Mm-hmm. So he walked on at Texas. You know, anybody that's played college football or been to college, like I'm sure around 30, you're like thinking back, and you're like, Damn, if I could have done it all over again, I, I absolutely would. I'd walk into class at 30 years old. I'd go to all the parties. What would that be like to go back to college? Well, Nate really got to do it. He was <laughs> playing Texas football, and he's a fucking war hero. It's crazy. Um, in the state of Texas, uh, in Austin, and ends up actually with the Seahawks, and he gets a little tryout. He's in preseason as a snapper because he's a small guy. No offense, Nate. You're not that big. Um and they're doing this feature on him basically. And I watched the feature and I kind of just have a man crush on this dude. He served, he played in the NFL. He seems like a really intelligent, humble guy and he's spent a lot of time in Africa. And I thought I need to get him involved. I don't know how, but I'm gonna cold call this guy. So I get his number through Jay Glazer. We talk on the phone, you know I'm telephobic, right? I do. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we talk for like three hours, like, like we've known each other our whole lives. And we have a great friendship to this day, but he decided that the best course of action when it came to getting vets involved was doing some sort of a, an event, like a climb. You know, He was like, how did you get into clean water? I told him Killy. And he said, let's bring vets up Killy. So the last 10 years we have, um, we've done this conquering Killy deal with wounded veterans, a lot of them amputees, a lot of veterans who just are looking for a challenge, that sort of thing. We've had uh, a, dude, a, a dude that was completely blind, Summit Kilimanjaro. I mean, you want to oh. talk about responsibility? Goddamn, dude. He had a buddy named Fred Dumar, has a buddy named Fred Dumar, um, who's been up Kelly, and he brought Ivan over, and Fred was kind of his right-hand man, and like did everything for him, got him ready in the morning, the whole thing, like, you know, because the guy can't see and he's mm-hmm. climbing a mountain. Remarkable. Um, but Fred got real sick some at night, like an hour in, spitting blood, the whole thing. Like altitude sickness? Yeah, basically. And this guy's an ultra marathon runner. He's like in incredible shape. So he's really disappointed, compounding that with the fact that now he's got to turn back and leave his buddy who's completely blind mm-hmm. with a bunch of meathead football players. <laughs> and he's passing him on to at this time Luis Castillo and Nick Hardwick who were teammates in San Diego um, and were climbing with me and their responsibility was going to be Ivan the rest of the way and uh, 
Fred was like, listen, when I say you got this, like you gotta have this. And an hour later we're walking by cliffs that are fucking 500 feet, Damn. 700 feet down into a gorge. And you're telling Ivan left foot, right foot, watch for this rock. Uh, we had the first female above the knee amputee uh, to summit Killy all time with our group, Kirstie wow. Ennis one year. Uh, we've had a lot of great men and women climb that mountain. So we did it again this year. And for me, it's been five years. I look up, the pandemic happens. One year I take a bunch of guys over on a safari program. Um, I've done the climb four times now. But for me, being away from football so long, I've been challenged like this. And so this this climb meant a lot for me. You know, number one, it always means a lot to do this for the cause we're doing it for but also to like summit with these people and push these people and make lifelong friends. Like, you know, when you climb a mountain with somebody, like you guys are boys, mm -hmm. you know, seven days in a tent in a mess hall, altitude sickness, far away from home, no cell phones, card games, the whole thing, you know, you learn about each other. Could you tell the difference in your body? Last time you were what, 32, 33, now you're 37 and 30, retired. Don't remind me, yeah, I, um, no, I, I Honestly, it was weighing, like, listen, when I used to climb, we'd do it in February, mm -hmm. and I, I would have just finished the season, and when I started conquering Kelly, it was like the end of my St. Louis career. So all of a sudden, now I'm playing into February, uh, whether it was scheduling in February and knowing that, like, when I signed with New England, hey, chances are you're going to have a week off and then you're going to climb this mountain, or Philly, where I'm like, okay, I might have a month off, but that didn't turn out to be true at all. Yeah, right. Um, so I was weighing, like, hey, this version of Chris – whose gas tank is full, I'm probably a lot mentally less mm -hmm. conditioned, physically less conditioned, but my gas tank is full against the other Chris, who you know is tired as fuck, just came off of a Super Bowl run, but is probably in great, great shape. Um, and you probably didn't see Killy as, as big of a challenge compared to like playing in the Super Bowl, whereas right now you haven't been physically I swear challenged to you, in a while. I swear while. to you, it is a bit, like, I swear to you it's a bigger challenge, I swear. Oh. We like, listen, a lot of people summit Kelly. It's the highest walkable mountain. Like there's a lot of people probably listening to this who have been to Kelly who have summited it and say like, yeah, it was difficult, but it's not the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, I'll tell you what, when, when we leave these trips, I mean, you're talking about military guys, NFL guys, they're like, that's maybe the hardest thing I've ever done because of the altitude, because of the discomfort, because of the, you know, just not knowing what to expect. And, you know, you ask me, I've been five times now is it harder or easier when I go back? I think it's harder. And I liken it to like, if somebody was gonna punch you in the face, you know, if somebody right. sucker punches me in the face, like it hurts, but it hurts way more if somebody's like, okay, I'm gonna punch you in the nose now, as hard as I can. You've been punched three or four times. I know exactly what to expect. And long story short, I did really well. Um, I mean, I blew chunks, projectile vomited at the top. That's what it is. You because you've you've come back looking hotter. The, yeah, thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. little thinner, face a yeah. little tauter. Yeah, I wind, mean, wind burnt. Hot boy spring. Hot boy. Now I do deck. have I do have a couple things going on. Like when you're up there, the UV rays are so fucking. I mean, it's nineteen thousand three hundred forty-one feet. So like when you summit, then the sun comes up because you you leave at midnight, right? It's the worst. Like you get to this camp called Kibo Hut. It's fifteen thousand feet. There's no vegetation. Obviously, it's windy. It's cold. I've never had snow uh, on a summit night. We got to Kibo. It's the last stop before summit night. You get there at four o'clock. 
uh, then you then you take off at midnight to go hit the summit, and you're going to be humping till sundown because you want to get down after that to a to a lower camp. Um, and we all take like you try to take a nap, you try to go to sleep at like seven. They wake you up at eleven. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock, I take like an hour and a half nap. It's very uncomfortable up there. It's cold. You you just want to go. I get out of the tent and the fucking mountains covered in snow. I can't see the mountain anymore. It's right, it's right there. Uh, our, our tents covered in snow, the whole thing. And I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is gonna be really tough. Um, so we get up there to the top, the sun comes up. We, we, we made great time. Uh, we actually pushed it a little hard. And the sun comes up and if you don't have sunscreen on, you're gonna get, your face just gets murdered, dude. And I was applying and reapplying, but my lips are like fucking mm. dried to the max. You came in, you told me I had boogers on my nose. No, my nose is just peeling One like burger, a snake. And I apologize for it. I didn't know it was a skin situation. Yeah, and it, it makes me a little self-conscious because I walk into a store and somebody be like, you got something there? And I'm like, no, nah, my nose is just falling off. You walk into a store and somebody tells you you got nose No, but stuff? you know, somebody at the register is thinking like, that guy's They're got thinking boogers. it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah. I, have a, I have a couple questions yeah. to jump in here. Uh, how long does it take up That's and how question. long down? So it's like four, four nights up and then two nights down, including summer nights. So you're kind of like six, six days on the mountain. So, okay. And I mean this sincerely. Um, is it ever boring? No, it's not because it's always challenging. You know, like, uh, the first four days are like, you know, three, four or five hour walks. You know, they're just walks. Um, and most people are like, yeah, this isn't too bad. Uh, we fill time by playing games. We play, dude, we got up there and every time you get to a camp, they take your pulse ox, which mm-hmm. is your blood oxygen percentage level and your, your heart rate. And the higher up you get, you know, if your resting heart rate is 50, you know, at home, it's gonna be 75 or 80 up there. Some guys, we had this guy, Rick Peralt, who I'm about to tell you about who, who's done Iron, he's done Kona, Iron Man, all this mm-hmm. shit his heart rate's up above 100 the whole oh, time. Shit. Like, so you just, like, how uncomfortable is that? Um, but naturally, I opened up a book, and we gambled on heart rate. We gambled on <laughs> a literal book. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was the book. You know, it was kind of nice to be the book. Honestly, it's pretty profitable to be the book. Yeah. Like, I see what's in it for these. these. Um, yeah, like, I got all the lights on the strip. Yeah, and obviously, Nothing illegal about that because there can't be a law against it. Nobody would ever think anybody would be up on the mountain gambling, but I found a way. Uh, we did over-unders on heart rates. We did, <laughs> we did odds like plus 800. There was one guy, uh, Christopher, who was, who was sick as a dog the first couple of days. He actually almost had sepsis. I think he's okay with me talking about this. We had to do a surgery on him on the mountain. This guy, Ben Powers, who was Special Forces badass. He's like Captain fucking America. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude used to treat people in the field too. Um, so this guy's got this terrible cut that's just, it's red, it's pussy, you know, we're at altitude. It's a, it's a concern. He might have to go down. But a- after we did our hike one day, we're all crowded around this picnic table. This guy's laying on his stomach and Ben's got a knife and he's expressing the wound and cleaning it. Um, good terminology. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know where I was. You asked me what? You're going to talk about your friend that you made. Um... Rick. I, oh, it... so, so Rick, you know, like we're, we're just gamp, you know, like Christopher Fahrenholtz here uh, who, who might have sepsis. Um, 
you know, he's plus 800 to have the lowest heart rate. Like, you know, like, and it might, it might, be, it might offend somebody, but dude, you're like sick as a dog. You know, like there's no way you're going to have the highest level of oxygen in your blood. So I make him like plus 800. How many people in the group? There's 11 people. Could people bet on their own like pulse ox reading? No, we, we made that, we outlawed that because okay, obviously you could like, you know, either hyperventilate. Yeah. Well, you could, you, you, you bet the under if you've been taking your heart rate, the whole thing. Are these IOUs or are people rolling with money clips? So we ended up just just paying the guy, the porters okay. with the money that right. that the book accrued. Um, but we did a lot to pass the time. It's never boring, dude. Okay. It's you know the most boring time is the most difficult time too, and that's what makes it so hard. Is for six hours in complete darkness, you're just switchbacking up this mountain, gaining four thousand feet in elevation, and you see these headlamps up at the top of the mountain. And you're trying to, you know, figure out where is Gilman's point because that's where you get over the rim of the volcano, mm-hmm. and you're on the home stretch. Um, and the fucking the the headlamps look tiny wherever they are. You have no idea, and you're just putting one foot in front of the other. And uh, I think that's the most boring time. So you guys are all like a bunch of alphas. There's like these military dudes, ex-athletes. Yep. Did like a true alpha dog emerge when you were up there? They're all alphas, man, like you said. So I, I think, you know, we just push each other. You know, I've been five times now. Micah Sneed, who's a Marine, he was my tent mate. He's the, we made him the captain mm-hmm. this year. You know, we have the experience, but there, there are times where I need to lean on these guys. What does a captain mean? What does a captaincy mean on a climb? It just means that you, you, you have to provide a little leadership. Like, you know, both me and Micah are telling guys, you know, the, the the life hacks you know bring a piss bottle things like that you know i get this three liter collapsible piss bottle because you're on diamox mm-hmm. which is a diuretic it's an altitude medicine you're crushing water i'm drinking 10 liters of water a day because when you're up there you're metabolizing water a lot quick more quickly um you know when you get in your tent at night and it's fucking 20 degrees outside you don't want to get out of your sleeping bag unzip it fucking put your booties on Unzip the tent, wake your tent mate up, go outside, you're cold as fuck, then come back in. It's just uncomfortable. So the I might bottle, prefer for that instance, is, to a bottle. Really? <laughs> I've never taken to a Really? Yeah, a bottle. Well, if you if you were up there, you would have What about sleep? Are are you like bad. Pedro Pascal in Last of Us? Like you wake up your back hurting? Yes, my you're... back's hurting. Yeah, my back's hurting. Okay. Uh last night I kinda the last night at this this camp, uh when we're on the descent, they had these cabins. And, um, you know, they, they're like $50 for two people. Cabins. Ca- it's just, it's shelter. There's no electricity. They got a toilet in there that you got to pour water into in a bucket to flush it, but you're not in the wind. And, uh, me and Micah kind of, you know, I like the sound of that. We, yeah. We, we took the easy way out the last night because it had a little bed because my back was so jacked up. You're sleeping on a cot, which is actually pretty nice because you're off the ground. Um, but you're sleeping like three, four hours a night, realistically. Yeah. Okay. So it's tough. I mean, um, but we had a great time. Uh, and for me, it's kind of like a hard reset. You know, like it really is like whatever Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat mm-hmm. does. It did this. It does the same thing for me because you're unplugged for a week. You do something really hard. You challenge yourself. And I think when when you finish doing something like that, you have this clarity that you just didn't have before. And although it sucks and I fucking hate it at times, when I go and I come home, it's like it's like a reset for me. 
And it also showed me that I can still do hard stuff. It's awesome. Because I was really, you know, I was kind of, I was worried about that. You know, you, you become, I don't know, um, a muscle atrophies. So does a pro athlete, like mentally and from uh, an accepting challenges standpoint. So I'm really happy. Food, what's the food situation? The, the, I want to shout out the, the, the chefs up there. That we got Chefs? Bunch, well, that's what we're calling them. Okay. We got a bunch of porters. Um, there's a, a three or four dudes who cook the food. Uh, and they did an outstanding job. A lot of, a lot of porridge, a lot of soup. Mm. They sneak a lot of sodium into your food because you got to get salt down. Beef stew, stuff like that, mm. like mountain food. But very good food. Um, now, when I got to Jackson Hartfield, I went straight to Chipotle. <laughs> and I ate like a fucking king, dude. They sneak a little snow sodium in there, too. Yeah, they do. Cash App. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River, we pick up some drinks, we pick up some snacks along the way, somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money save and invest in stock and bitcoin cash app however does not provide a dry pair of pants you want to remember that when you get off the river try the number one finance app in the app store whether sending spending saving investing splitting tipping donating or gifting that's money and that's cash app download cash app from the app store or google play store today to create your own cash tag what a time to be alive, guys. You know, March is one of my favorite months to enjoy an ice cold Miller Lite, whether I'm watching college hoops with my buddies or I'm heading outside because the weather's starting to improve, maybe going for a hike. Uh, there's nothing that can beat an ice cold Miller Lite. Miller Lite has an incredibly dependable flavor. It's a light beer for people who love beer, whether it's celebrating a game winner or you know commiserating your bracket getting busted or it's uh, having a cold one on the trail. Miller Lite makes conversation with friends easy and fun. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks. Malted barley gives the rich, balanced, toffee note flavors and golden color you know and love. It's the original light beer and still the best one. Today is the perfect time for friends, family, and a great tasting light beer. Nothing beats the refreshing, clean finish. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Speaking of the airport, so like, sounds like the trip up the mountain was pretty good. How was the travel? I can't imagine it's too easy. So travel was not too easy. Travel was not too easy. You go, um, you know, like uh, it's eight out. The way back, I'll put it this way. It's 10 hours from um, Kelly to Amsterdam because they always stop in Dar es Salaam. That's the biggest, most populous city. So they pick people up there and then you go to, to Amsterdam and then there's like a five hour layover and eight and a half hours, nine hours to Jackson Hartfield and then you know flight to Charlottesville mm -hmm. so I'll put it this way we summited at midnight you, you go for eight ten hours up and down the mountain to Kibo hut and then another like six seven miles to the next camp you sleep there and then the next morning 
I'm 12 miles to the gate. I'm out the gate. I'm a three-hour drive to the airport. I stop at a at a um, a hotel to get a shower, mm-hmm. which the shower after this thing is incredible. Like you should see the dirt is coming out of places that like you didn't even know there could be dirt. And um, then isn't get, a shower when you're incredibly dirty just feel amazing? The best thing in the world. But they have a they have a, a shower tent um, where they just pump water in the whole thing. I opted not to the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was wearing the same clothes for 48 hours. Same shirt, never took it off. Same underwear, never took it off. The whole thing. Uh, so I've got, like, from the time I, I left the gate, 12 hours hiking out, to the time I got home, it's probably almost 40 hours. Wow. You know, like, and the whole time I'm traveling, and I'm just thinking about getting home. And um, today is Waylon's birthday, so I want to I want to say happy birthday to Waylon. He's seven years old. I want to get home for his birthday. Uh, by the way, he's having an all-sports-themed party. Nice. Like, all sport, like the the drink? No, like you know, we mix in some soccer balls. There's a baseball thing. There's a he just likes sports in general. I haven't picked up that invitation. When is that? Uh, this afternoon. You want to go? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, we always did a walk restaurant derivative when I was a kid. Like we went Benihana's or nice. Flaming mm-hmm. Walk. We need a walk restaurant in Charlottesville. I yeah, I used to go to, walk. you're talking about like the place where they cook in front of you, yeah. basically, yeah. That was always my birthday. That was so much fun. Yeah. I think it burned down. I think we had one, it didn't burn That's, down. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, it was complicated. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, the flights back were a real motherfucker. 12 miles, no food really, because once you summit, you can't really eat. You're just kind of like your appetite's off for a day. Um, you know. I get to the airport. Go ahead. Do these porters just go up and down and then Dude, up they're and amazing. down? They're amazing. They're guys because what you do is you take a day pack and you know you they try to keep it strict with like how heavy it is so you don't overexert yourself. And then the rest of your stuff's in a duffel bag. These guys are up and down the mountain with bags, like heavy bags, and they're all a lot smaller than us. Um, flip flops. Wow. Like, yeah, just like cruising past us. <laughs> And these guys uh, go down for a week, 10 days, back up the, uh, up the mountain. My porters, both named, or not porters, my guides, the head guide's name is Orca. Fucking, he's a legend. He's a Danish guy that grew up in Tanzania. He, he does it all. He's like, uh, he's like Indiana Jones. Um, white guy living in Tanzania. And his Named climbing, Orca. He's climbing the mountain for the hundredth time in a week with his buddies. But these other two guys, Moses, who are Tanzanian dudes, have been up 300, 400 times. Wow. Um, and are just remarkable guys. But, you know, I'm, I'm drained. I don't have anything in me. I get to the airport. So we take off for Dar, which is the stop before Amsterdam. And um, there was, like, bad turbulence coming into, into Dar. Like, I got out on the runway on Kelly, and it's just the wind is whipping. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this is going to be rough. So we go to Dar, there's turbulence, we land in, in Dar. There's like a 35 minute period where like cleaners come on, the lights are on, people are getting off and getting on. It's that kind of awkward thing. Mm-hmm. I've taken an edible, so I'm really <laughs> starting to feel it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there are three things I realized um, when we got to Dar. Number one, edibles hit really fucking hard when you don't have any food in your stomach. Yep. And when you've, exa- like dude, 20 milligrams for me is like, I barely feel it on a normal day. 
I took 20 milligrams and I was in the fucking matrix. It was like I was on DMT. <laughs> it honestly felt like when, 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 you know how everybody else talks about edibles? Like yeah. regular people are yeah. like, oh my God, edible. I was like tripping balls. That's how I felt. I felt like everybody else feels on an edible. Do you so, like that or no? Not on the airplane. Okay. <laughs> so that was number one. Number two, we were not in Dar es Salaam. Okay. <laughs> we were in some other city in Africa because Dar es Salaam, that flight has changed and we stopped somewhere else. I'm afraid. I'm too high. I'm too afraid to ask the flight attendant where we are. Uh, it's nighttime. I can't see. I just see a bunch of lights outside. Uh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking on the big KLM uh, fucking moving map and I can't tell because the airplane's giant and it's blocking the name of the city. And I look, I look super stoned and uh, you know, like people are coming on and there's a vacant seat next to me and I'm like, please nobody fill that seat and some European woman gets on and sits down and I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be rough. I hope I don't have to talk to this lady. How do you know she was European? She was, she was the fucking prototypical oh, uh, say no more. woman, yep. okay? Um, that was the second thing I realized. The third thing I realized is I had my seatbelt on for 40 minutes, like tied tight as fuck from the turbulence the whole time we were on the ground. I just realized I was sitting there, like strapped in like a baby in a car seat. Because <laughs> I tried to get up to go <laughs> to make it to the bathroom to do something. And um, uh, we take off. Um, and my fear of flying is officially back. Like I used to be deathly afraid of flying. Mm -hmm. It is now back from this one flight. So we take off and, and the pilot, now mind you, I just have been touting the last month like how great the movie Plane is yeah. with Gerard Butler, this could be which karma. is set in Africa and there's a lightning strike and actually it's the Philippines. Um, and you know they land in a crash land in a remote place in the Philippines and they have to like fight their way out because there's all these militia people. And as we take off, the pilot's like, hey, we were expecting a smooth flight, but there's going to be some turbulence. And this is a 10-hour flight, and he doesn't that, really tell you. That seems uh, like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth Exactly, there. dude. So me, the thinker I am, fire up the internet, and I look on the, uh, on the little the forecast, the East African radar, and Uganda is like a big fucking green blob, uh -oh. dude. There's one little narrow channel in there. And I think this pilot shot the gap, dude. Uganda that, experienced a little turbulence. That's uh, what he should have yeah, said. Yeah, Ugandan <laughs> panic attack uh -huh. is what uh, is what I'm calling this chapter of the trip. Yeah, because I had like an old fashioned panic attack, like one of those where you're trying not to shake. Yeah, you know, you're 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 doing belly breathing, the whole thing. This guy, the first two and a half hours of the flight, is banking right constantly and gaining altitude the whole time. I'm like, how? how, how what are we at 60,000 feet now? And that's what happened to Gerard Butler. You know, he got to 40,000 feet. And next thing you know, he's in the Philippines. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, if we crashed, am I too high to lead these people out of the jungle? You're you not going like, to be elected captain. I'm like, yeah. So um, do you think the people around you could tell that you were panicking? or you I don't know. Cool? A lot of them were sleeping. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Haven't you seen Plane? <laughs> um, it was bad. Like I'm gonna give myself M Miller Light mentions. I'm gonna give myself the worst flight because, yeah. I mean, I was I was fighting a real panic attack uh, over Uganda, and so bad that when I finally got to sleep, uh, I woke up to somebody's alarm going off. Like you know, like the um, 
like the loud iPhone alarm. Sure, Cowboy Reads goes off. And all I the wake time. up and I reach because I think it's my phone and I don't want to wake people up. And the the Johnny Walker that I ordered to to eliminate the panic attack had like this much left in it, a couple ice cubes. I knock it over. Oh no! Onto the woman that's sleeping. <laughs> onto oh. the Scandian oh. woman, dude. So I knock the I knock the Johnny Walker over, and it's fucking like all over her blanket. And I'm like, now I have to decide: do I wake her up? Her alarm's going off. <laughs> she smells like booze. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, I am so sorry. The whole thing, but of course she's European, so she doesn't want to make me feel that much better. She's like, uh, yeah. By the way, Europeans worst air travelers. Wow. Another thing I realized over there, talking to a lot of porters and talking to a lot of people, and I pulled some flight attendants that were Dutch. Mm-hmm. People like Americans. It's, it's not It's not what you think. I was expecting a lot of like, no, you guys are assholes. The Russians, the Europeans, people from India. Well, Americans have a culture of tipping that we, a lot of other cultures don't have. I feel like we're also polite. Yeah. You know? We just have a lot of racism and stuff. Right. Okay, yeah. but like... You know, when you're on a plane uh, halfway around the world, people don't know you voted for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that guy's polite. Yeah. So anyways, people like Americans, uh, but not this lady so much that I put my Johnny Walker all over her. And excuse me, player. Yeah. So did you wake her up or the alarm woke I her woke up? I woke her up. I offered her my blanket, which was probably... Like, is that even worse, waking her up to tell her that she's boozy? I think it was both. Okay. I think it was the alarm and me. Okay. Um... So anyways, massive panic attack, worst flight for me. And then I watched a lot of movies. Yeah, what'd you see? I watched a lot of movies, a lot of, a lot of shows. Um, I watched uh, Nobody with, well on the way over, I watched Bone Tomahawk, which have you seen this, Matt? I have not seen Bone Tomahawk. So it's like Western horror. Uh, and it's got, um, it's, I also watched The Thing. So I, I caught two, uh, who's, who's the, the guy in? in uh... Ackroyd? No, who's the guy in Bone Tomahawk? Kurt Russell. Kurt Belush, Russell. Belush. Kurt Russell. Yeah. I watched The Thing, which is like um, an 80s horror film uh, set in Antarctica where like an alien comes down and mm-hmm. tries to assume the, uh, the, the life forms of everybody on the ground. You have a really weird taste in movies. Oh, it's a very good movie. <laughs> very good movie. Bone Tomahawk's great too. Western, horror, really good movie. Uh, I also watched The Professional, uh, which... What'd you think of that? Okay, so the professional, great French actor Jean Reno. Jean Reno, who? What else has he been in? Uh, he's in the Da Vinci Code, a few other things. Okay, so this guy is a hitman. He's possibly French, possibly Italian. They never really like confirm. Uh, he's a hitman in the states. This has a really high Rotten Tomatoes rating. I thought this would be. I thought this would be a good movie. It was not a good movie. Name of the movie is called Leon movie. Huh? the Professional. Leon the Professional. It has not aged well. Not a good movie. And Scott, when 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 I walked in and, and said that I saw the Professional, uh, Scott said that he liked the movie. The the movie's basically about this French, possibly Italian guy. He's a he's a milk drinking, child molesting mm-hmm. hitman. Yeah. So like all, all he drinks is milk. I'm in he's, so he, far. He's he's kind of in a relationship with Natalie Portman, who's 15 years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he kills people. Like I don't know what's worse, the killing or the the molesting, but he does them both. And it's just not a good movie. 
I like Gary Oldman in it, though. He's crazy. I hate his character. <laughs> I hate his character, dude. But Gary Oldman. He's good in everything. He's good in everything. He tried his best to be good in this movie. It's not a good movie. Okay. Sorry, Scott. What I remember of that movie, and I, just to put some context behind it, is that I remember it being a good movie. That's what I remember. I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. And the, the movie itself was, I remember it being very crazy and, and definitely, you know, the, the, the plot and the concept is not appropriate. But I remember it being good. <laughs> I remember being like entertaining. I just can't believe they made a movie where a grown man's in a, a relationship yeah. with a little girl. And it was the 90s. They were worried that they were casting Natalie Portman a little bit too young. And uh, I, yeah, 12 year old? Yes, she was, I believe. 12 year old. Yeah, they were like dating, dude. Yikes. Bad movie. Um, I also, on the way back, watched. Um, well, was it half his age minus seven? Because that's the rule. Yeah, well, I don't think the rule applies when it's a minor. Got it. So, um, but to a hitman, you know, you're already going to hell. Um, I watched Nobody with uh, with um, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, who's great, dude? He's great. But this movie is this movie is not great. Not good. Objectively, not good. Like it's just not a good movie. If anybody's seen uh, Nobody with 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 uh, Bob Odenkirk, you probably agree with me. Unless you work for Rotten Tomatoes, which I know that you don't work for Rotten Tomatoes, but 84% my ass, dude. I fell wow. asleep in the- Is that critic rating or audience rating? A critic. See, I go by audience you rating. Do? I don't trust the critic rating as Generally, much. I do, but not on this movie. I fell asleep during the, um, the penultimate fight scene. Um, okay, uh, John Wick 2, saw that movie. Uh, I liked it. I'm not into these John Wick movies. Good, yes. All the bad Amen. guys, they run up, and they wait for him to shoot the other guy, and then they get shot. They're supposed to be hitmen. Yeah, it's not supposed to be like hyper realistic. It's more like performance art. Yeah, I get it. I, I got that. I got that idea. <laughs> I do want one of those bulletproof suits, though. Yeah, like sure. those jackets. Those are dope. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Now, I like shoot 'em up movies. I like movies where there's a lot of killing, but you got to at least try to have a plot, and that leads me, me to my next. Um, my next viewing experience, which was uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah, House, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, uh, which I, I want to admit something. I was wrong. I, 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 uh, I compared it too much to Game of Thrones. I gave it a shot like months back when it was out, and I kind of shit on it. Mm -hmm. And when I got into it on an airplane and I had a chance to binge it, I really liked it. Like, nice. I'm into it. I'm like five, six episodes in. Uh, King's having a midlife crisis. You know, um, have you seen it transition to the new cast? No. All right, so you're you're exactly like halfway through. I'm they, halfway through. Perfect. That's I like, very good. I like when they introduce the older characters. Like it, Bran is Bran in this one? <laughs> no, it's like uh, a long time before that, a couple hundred years before Bran. Oh, one Got more it. thing. Since I'm reviewing film um, and like art in general, on the mountain, I don't have service, right? A couple little spots I do, but. Well, you do have your device. I have, I have my device for music and for taking pictures. For podcasts, I download. So <laughs> okay. I download some podcasts. Yeah, yeah but I download. What if I told you like it would mean a lot to me if you listened to last you, Thursday's are show? Are you like, you just, you just, just different I'm, set of rules for yourself? I'm just wondering. Yeah. I already admitted that earlier. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll get to it. Okay. You but don't have to. I had to download these before I got on the mountain. So mm. I, don't, I downloaded a bunch of Dak Shepard's pods. There you go. Yeah. 
Armchair expert. This guy is amazing. Thank you. He's a great host. Thank you. He, he's like one of the best interviewers in the game. Yeah. Um, and I listened to Seth Rogen and Johnny Knoxville, and I fucking loved him. I thought he was awesome. And he likes uh, Outlaw Country a lot. Nice. They were talking about Waylon. They were talking about Johnny Cash and all these people. I think we should have Dax Shepard on. Yeah. I mean, Wh- which I interviews know, did you him. listen? I just told to. you, Seth Rogen and Johnny Knoxville. Oh my bad. I thought they also had podcasts. That they were. That <laughs> they were. No, I thought no. they had their own uh, podcast. Dax is Dax is great. Dax is great. He's um, he's a well-read yes. cat, and um, he just talks to the people. And he's really good, good at interrupting without interrupting. You know, like making things conversational, where you like chime in and you ad lib. Um, you, 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 you say like a word or two to, to, to re-steer the conversation, but you don't stop the flow of the conversation. Like he's very good at keeping it conversational. Yep. You know, it's not a Q&A. Um, he, he, he's, he's great. I'd love to have him on the show. I don't yes. know how hard he'd be to book, but let's try to do that. That'd be delightful. Um, okay, so Dax was great. House of Dragons, good. All the other shit, pretty average. Are you up on Last of Us? Last of Us, I'm not up on, so I'm excited to watch that tonight. Um, I want to give out a hollow man from the trip uh, before the the climb. Um, one day we availed a, a, a safari experience to the guys, and I've been on this safari. It's like an hour outside of Arusha where we stayed. You're not going to see any of the big, big game, but you'll see like giraffes, monkeys, like the whole thing. So these guys go. I get a text in our WhatsApp, and it's a picture of a baboon on top of the car. So there was a baboon that actually jumped into the safari truck because the safari trucks are like open on top, mm-hmm. uh, and the thing's just terrorizing the truck. Oh, and man. I want to give a hollow man to the driver of the safari vehicle who exited the safari vehicle before the passengers of the vehicle were <laughs> oh, able no. to exit. And jumped out like the guy in Saving Silverman. And it was like uh, 5-0, five cars back. Uh, was, so hollow man to that guy. Like your duty is to protect the people in the safari truck. He did not do that. Jabal Sheard supposedly did like a Superman to get out of the truck. Smashed into the fucking dashboard. Another guy did a barrel roll out of the window. Um, the baboon just absolutely wreaked havoc on the, on the safari truck. I want to give a Bevel Conway out to the... Uh, the buses of Tanzania. These buses are amazing. Like they have a bunch of like mini buses and buses that carry people around. There's a lot of pseudo public transportation. Um, the infrastructure is not the same as it is here. Uh, but these buses all have like decorative stickers all over them. Nice. Like the drivers of the buses get to decide. Like cool. they pimp their own rides. It's like a like a like a Apple laptop. Pretty much. It's mm-hmm. like a water bottle. Mm-hmm. They have double deckers there. No double deckers, but the buses like, and I, I wrote down some of the things that are on the buses. But like, they'll have like pictures of Ice Cube mm. on the side. They'll have like, you know, like uh, a big Jesus mural with like a white Jesus, you know, or like um, uh, one bus had the word anal on the front, just mm. anal. Mm-hmm. And somebody in, on our bus was like, "I'd like to know the context." I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it just means the guy likes anal sex." <laughs> so the bus. <laughs> 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 you know, like uh, there's like one bus with like "Thank you, Dad." You know, on the front, like it's just people are just expressing themselves the way we 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 dress up our now jeans. That's the way they dress up their vehicles. Like, yeah. it. Uh, so Bevel Conway is like the buses of Tanzania, um, and I want to give out a um, a St. Louis memorial. 
I was talking to one of my Maasai friends there and uh, it turns out that they get circumcised in the Maasai tribe at like 16 years old. Ooh. No drugs. Uh, in fact, it's so hardcore that they bring your girlfriend and your girlfriend, you have to like maintain eye contact with your girlfriend uh, and your girlfriend's there to make sure that you, quote, your legs don't shake. Mm. Um, it's like so a cultural rite of passage. It's a something. rite of passage. What if uh, you don't have a girlfriend? That I could not be in the Maasai tribe <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, if you don't have a girlfriend, I don't know. They're just gonna, just gonna cut you. Okay. So uh, St. Louis Memorial to all the dudes that get circumcised against the, the, at 15, 16 years old. No drugs. That nothing also i was told of a maasai tribesman who has 350 kids wow. i don't know what award i'm going to give that guy but uh i want to give him a shout out game ball game ball <laughs> yeah to that guy a lot of sex yeah that is a lot yeah so <laughs> after the climb do you have a different perspective of how well you would do on danny amandola's show? oh I, I think i'd crush danny amandola's thing the hardest thing for me with Danny Amendola thing was special ops thing. Nothing in that it, it, it looked physically that hard and nothing in that looked like it would terrify me. Um, what I'd struggle with would be like people yelling in my face. If I could master that and Danny had some trouble with that, I think I could do it. Now, would I want to do it? Probably not. You know, you don't want to break down crying and have to sign a release that they're going to show you. You know, they're going to show the world. Kids are going to see that. Yeah, right? Just in case. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I, I could do it, but do I have interest? No, I don't have any interest. Uh, finish shouting out the guys on the, on the trip, and then you guys can catch me up on what's been going on in sports here. Um, also, I want to pat myself on the back for throwing away my vape cartridges before I went through customs. Smart. Uh, so I want to... Sh You're welcome, U.S. Customs. Uh, I was a good traveler. Uh Jabal Sheard, who did not know that in, in Swahili his name meant rock. Mm, so that's awesome. Yeah, he learned that on this trip. Um, Ali Marpet, uh, who retired early, he was a Bucks guard, great player, great guy. He did great on the climb. Jabal also summited, no problem, did well. It was hard. He said he's never coming back, but uh, he did well. Ben Derry, Air Force, guy was awesome. A um, lot of fun. Ben Powers, who I told you about, Captain America. He performed a surgery on the side of the mountain. Uh, Christopher Fahrenholtz, Army guy, uh, actually was stationed where the thing was set in Antarctica. Pretty cool stories there. Micah Sneed, my tent mate, Marine. Nathan Held, Army, great guy. Uh, Thomas Gerhardt is a pod listener. Thank and you, Thomas. He, yeah, he's an Army dude. He was in Restrepo like has damn yeah he's seen some shit and he listens to green light pod and uh he was a great addition to the climb so i want to shout out thomas gerhardt and then three charlottesville guys blair rick and uh pete blair uh kelly rick peralt and uh pete snyder who worked over the uh the cash to climb with uh vets and players so again if you're at home you want to join us one year find fifteen thousand dollars uh under the mattress uh, between the cushions there, and you got a shot. Sounds like an awesome trip, man. It is an awesome trip. I'm excited about softball. That's what I have here in my notes. We already talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Feels like we did. Did, did we? I yes, so. we did. Yeah, you guys hooked us up for a softball team. So. Macon's going to be the scorekeeper. Scorekeeper, that's right. No, um, listen. <laughs> no, I want to play. 
After Tales of Conquering Killy, I think I might. You think you can do softball? <laughs> yeah, I think I might play some softball. Right, good, 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 good. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue. 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston. Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall, uh, every Thursday at four thirty on AMP. Uh, check us out. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me. You know, it's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself. Okay, with Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. So I wanna know what the fuck happened while I was gone. Okay, all right. Let's start with some uh, football news. So listen to this. The, uh the Broncos gave Russell Wilson his own office on the second floor of the facility next to all the coaches' offices. Only player to have an office, and he told his teammates, hey, fellas, my door is always open to you guys. To which a teammate uh, who uh, wished to be uh, anonymous in this athletic article said, you know, generally that's like where the dudes are at their lockers in the locker yes. room. Like the the door's mm-hmm. always open. Mm-hmm. Had his own quarterbacks coach. Had his own physical therapist. Had his own uh, uh, mental wellness cat. All all in the building. All on the payroll. He had more guys than Brady. More guys than Brady. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to believe this, but it didn't work out. They uh, they only won a few games, and the coach yeah. got fired in Week 15. Uh, Sean Payton has since said, you know, we're not going to. Make those you can't accommodations. Have your own, you can't have your own office. I know some people say, well, Brett Favre had one. 
that doesn't make it okay. Ref, what you know? You gonna fucking in, in this Brett office? Favre's not the guy to Brett copy Favre's anyway. not the guy to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an entire wall of, of only motivational quotes that he would write out <laughs> right on the wall. No, yes, really, an entire wall. He would just write. Motivational oh my quotes. god! Don't yeah. worry, he's fixing. He hired a new publicist. Yeah, I know. There's yeah. some people now that are like, they want to explain everything away and. Yeah, you just can't, dude. You you can't have your own office. You can't separate yourself from the team. You can't be like a you know cult of personality uh, in an NFL locker room. I mean, come on. Not surprising though. Yeah, actually, yesterday some something that I thought was really cool came out, where basically the NFL had every player complete a survey about their own workplace Mm -hmm. where they went through eight different categories like treatment of families nutrition weight room strength staff training room training staff locker room and travel this is the first year that the nfl has done this uh the main goal of it is to like let players know what type of workplace they might be entering when they're in, in free agency and like if you've only ever played for the bengals where you get charged for dinner yeah. And it goes back to your the payroll. Bengals yeah. get charged for dinner. Yeah, I thought it was wow. the Cardinals. Or sorry, the Cardinals get. Yeah, uh, the Bengals don't even, won't even give you dinner. They'll close it down on off days. Wow. So hopefully this creates a lot of changes. But we did see the, a couple the NFL PA did this. Is that right? Yeah, the right. PA. Okay. Uh, a couple teams came out looking great. Like the Vikings were on top, along with the Dolphins and Raiders. A few teams came out looking not so good, like the Chargers, Cardinals, and Commanders, especially. How about the Chiefs at 29? It was like, wow, this is a a pro football facility. Like, this is a pro football operation. So they got 32. Yeah. Um, They've got got tough geography, it feels like. Ashburn. Commies? Yeah. No, you could fucking, you could blow it out up there. The problem's Dan Snyder. For sure, I'm just saying, like the the facilities in a different state, yeah, than no, stadium. No you like everything. To be I do. Well, I really do. The players graded their locker room at an F minus. I don't I like even that. know there's an F minus. Uh, there isn't an F minus. But apparently, there was not enough hot water, so people were taking cold showers. This is the, wa- the water. Oh, water see, long would love yeah, that. Water boys need to go to to Ashburn. Yeah. Yeah, a couple other highlights. Jacksonville actually had a rat infestation, which caused their locker room to get an F. Mm. So. Doesn't surprise me that they have a rat infestation. I don't know why. <laughs> Food left Seems on the like floor. Seems like a ratty city. Yeah. Uh, Bengals didn't offer dinner. Closed the cafeteria on days off. Cardinals offered box dinner, but charged the players for them. Kansas City training staff giving a D minus. That's gonna be awkward when you go back to camp. Yeah. The one, the one group that was uniformly graded really highly was strength and conditioning. Almost everybody got a B or above, except for the Falcons and Ravens. Go back to the uh, strength and conditioning. Um, would you would you, you trust that this would stay anonymous? Would you f- fill this out completely? Yes, accurately. Yes, it gets through the PA. A lot um, of A's, A I pluses. See, go down to the Patriots. Hmm. B plus. Yeah, that guy up there is killing those boys. <laughs> I mean. A weight room D in New England. How did you find the weight room? D. They got a D. D. Yeah, second lowest weight room grade behind the F minus of the Cardinals. Interesting. I thought the weight room was fine. How did they compare to say Philly? Philly had a really nice, spacious weight room. Okay. But if you were a player going into free agency, is this something you would look at yeah, and like, sure. take into account? For sure. But again, you know, if the Cardinals are going to pay me $100 million guaranteed, I'll buy my own dinner. Right. Some other NFL news. Um, top 
prospect Jalen Carter, an arrest warrant has been put out for him for an alleged role in a fatal January car crash. So I saw this. Um, number one, is this like, does Todd McShay now get a bunch of apologies? What did Todd say? You remember when Todd McShay was like, yeah, there are character concerns and everybody was mm-hmm. like, Todd, you're a bad guy. You know, you're driving this guy's stock down for somebody that- you Did know, he say this before or after the accident? Mm, quite good question. Can somebody triangulate that for me? Here's the thing for me. It's not the thing for me. One of the things about this is that they clearly tried to embarrass the guy with the timing, the timing of the really, warrant because he was in Indianapolis mm-hmm. for the combine. The other person who was brought up on the same charges of reckless driving for allegedly racing, which led to this crash, had has already, he took care of this a week ago. Yeah. He appeared, paid a bond and was Now gone. I'm not blaming him for the deaths of the two people that lost right. their lives because those two people were doing the same thing he was doing. Yep. It wasn't right. like Jalen Carter was like, I mean, I presume the ringleader, like, let's go race. Let's go Tokyo drift on the streets of Athens. I just fucking hate this, dude. I see all the time on Instagram videos of people speeding through traffic. The comment section, I'm always looking for people like voices of reason. And if there ever is one, the masses shout this person down like, shut up, you're no fun. Uh, you know, like what kind of, this is America. You're supposed to be able to go 120 in a 55 uh, and run red lights. No, you're not. It, it, can we stop doing this? Like you endanger everybody on the road. Like, so I'm not terribly, um, what would the word be? Um, compassionate when it comes to how Jalen Carter's stock is going to be affected by this, because I think it's a very bad, dangerous thing, dude. Like now, how does this translate to what kind of a teammate he is? I don't think everybody in the wake of Todd McShay's comments, which I don't know, did they come before or after the crash? Before the crash. So yikes. So yeah. Um, so maybe Todd McShay doesn't get vindicated here, but maybe he was right. Um, everybody came out after the fact and said he's a great teammate, he's a great guy. You can be all those things and still do incredibly stupid, reckless things that endanger other people. Um, and I think that that's kind of what you're looking at here. So if his stock drops, I'm not going to be the one to say, oh, I feel bad for Jalen Carter. This is something that uh, people have to stop doing, dude. There, there are families on the road. Um, I got kids in the fucking car. I like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. No, there's something messed up in our culture that glorifies it. I hate it. Like this isn't even nearly as bad, but a compilation of Lamelo Ball leaving the Charlotte Hornets Coliseum and just running red lights repeatedly. What are we doing? And people are glorifying it, and I'm like. Because he has a gold fucking car. Dangerous. Like you're no. putting other people at risk. Yeah. Look at look at the Henry Ruggs uh, details yeah. that came out this week. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's bad. It's all bad. Stop doing it, dude. I don't know if anybody listening to this pod street races, but fuck off, dude. Last NFL topic. I know you heard about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat that was scheduled for four days, ended after two. I asked Macon if he'd like to go in a darkness retreat. He said yes to catch up on sleep. How do you think you'd do? Me? Yeah. Ah, uh, not so good. You know, just to like not have anything to do for four days. No, I'd love to go to a cabin in the woods for four days. Well, that's. Know? I think that is what it was. So yeah. So he's not sitting in a dark room for four days with no sunlight. Uh, the what Pretty I much. read. The what I read. He can get go outside, take walks, 
sounded pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck. Again, I want to reiterate the point that he's obviously not married. Like, that won't fly. Right. If you're married. No, I, uh, every married man would love to go on a darkness retreat. But, you know. He had a meditation mat. Yeah, I could do it if, if it's all that. Does a meditation so, mat differ from a yoga mat, you think? I, I don't know. Did he come out of this with some revelation? Is he going to? Yeah. Because uh, I saw retirement reports. He said he was going to come to a decision, quote, soon enough, mm. end quote. Soon enough. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not moved by the darkness retreat. Nice. Well, I know for longtime listeners of this program, you'll know that Chris is a Phillies fan and Macon is a diehard Blue Jays fan. Diehard. Yeah, go Jays. We have Corporate Scott in here, baseball expert, has his own Yankees podcast, Bronx Pinstripes. What do you guys think collectively of all these new baseball rules, or do you even know them? Haven't heard them. Scott, can you help us out? Let us know what the changes are. Bases are thick. Bases are thick. Well, yeah, let's whip around to some of them. There's actually a lot of changes. and I think the, one of the big reasons is pace of play. Yeah. You know, the, the, the speed of the game. People are not feeling the three and a half, four hours, especially if Yankees Red Sox are playing. They're like three and a half, four hour games. Uh, they are marathons, but they've done a lot of pace of play stuff. So big, big one here is the uh, the pitch clock. Pitcher has a clock now. They have to be on the on the rubber. Have to start their motion um, at a at a particular time for the for the clock to to stop. Within this clock, the batter has to be ready and in the box at eight seconds. Mm-hmm. At that eight second mark, the the umpire gets a buzz. He has like a little buzzer. Um, and if he's not in there, then he can call a a uh, called strike. No matter what the situation, actually one of the spring training games ended in a tie because third called strike was because the guy was not ready and the game ended Yikes. in spring training. Nomar, Nomar never would have made it to the bigs. Yeah, con- <laughs> constantly w- wiggling his ass, yeah. one foot out of the box. So yeah, we'll, we'll take a couple of them at a time. But that, that was, that's a big one. That's a big one because it has a lot of different ramifications, not only for the pitcher. The pitcher's got to be ready, um, and then the batters have to be ready. And what they, they've been running this in the minor leagues for years now, and they've seen a dramatic difference. So it's like two and a half hours, about that average time, whereas before it was close to three. So you're shaving off 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes-ish for a, um, for a game, which, I like is, it. A, which I is a like big it. deal. I like it. Yeah, for I'm, it. And I'm, I'm usually, you know, I'll, I go back and forth sometimes with my baseball purist uh, thoughts, but this one I, th- I think is good. I think it's okay. good for the game. Too many guys take liberties. What's a bad one? Uh, the the uh, the quote ghost runner is staying. That that one's now enforced. So extra innings come. Hate it. Runner yep. on second. Hate it. Yep. Hate it. It's also not a ghost runner. So real human. I would just appreciate if they would actually call it what it was. Yeah. Human being on second. Ghost man is wiffle ball. Literally, when you're playing one on one with your your brother or neighbor, and there's a dude on second, dude on third. Yeah. I'm gonna interject real quick because I actually like that one. Like if you're going to a game, last call is the seventh inning. When you get to the end of the ninth inning and it's tied, like you could be there for a couple more hours potentially. You have no well, idea how long. Yeah, it's not in jail. You can leave these fucking marathons. Like I, I don't know. People at the games maybe not so. Not much, in the postseason. I love turning on Sports Center yeah. as they run through inning ten through seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. The the visiting team. I would like to see the data on how many games the visiting team won last year because I feel as though they get up in the top of the tenth. And then psychologically, the home team's like, oh, man, we're down in extras. And yeah. they end up losing. Yeah. So just a little yeah. little note out yeah. there. If it goes extras, hammer the visiting team. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, well, we'll run the numbers. Monitor over. that. So I, I, one of the ones that's that's uh, that goes along with the pitch clock is the size of the bases. The size of the bases is now increased. Player safety is the is the reason they did it. You know, giving more room so that there's not as many collisions. There's not as many. Uh, you know, action happening at the bag where, where guys are getting stepped on. But here's the big thing for me is now between first and second base and second and third base, yeah. there's a four and a half inch difference, shorter. So four and a half inches, and you think of all these bang, bang plays that you yep. happen at second base, those are safe by I by like hand. this. Yeah. yeah, stolen bases. Yeah. It's good. A lot of more action. action. Yeah, it's more action. It's good. They're... Um, I think stolen bases are going to be up big time. And yeah. if you think about now, because the the, the pitch clock, one one I, I neglected is that the pitcher also can only throw over three times. Yeah. If he doesn't get the guy in the third time. Yeah, you got to pitch. It's a balk. Which no, means, it's a balk. Oh, really? It's a balk. So he gets second. Let's say there's a situation where there's first and third. He doesn't. If he goes to to, to throw out that guy and pick him off at first base, doesn't get him in the third, runner scores. Mm. So big situation. Also, you know when you can steal pretty easily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. You're playing a game now. You don't, as a pitcher, you don't even want to get to that second time yeah. because you know the third yep. time is a much higher risk. Yep. So, so you're looking at a, at, a, at a situation now where the runners can take bigger leads yeah. and they have a shorter path yep. to the base. Yep. They're going to be up. The, the, yep. You're going to see flying around the good. base paths. Yeah. Good, good It's rule. like mid-90s or late-80s uh, baseball. A lot accurate, of, a lot of accurate catchers with big arms just became more valuable. You're going to see that. I'm very interested to see how that works because the – there's no difference between the pitcher's mound and the catcher. Uh, so you're not – they're at a huge disadvantage. You're going to see a lot of guys. Is, but second base is – is second base four inches closer to home plate? It is, but if the runner is sliding to the outside of the bag – I feel you. Towards center field, now you have a larger gap to sweep. I feel you. So you could look at it a bunch of different ways. The, um, the other huge one is the shift. The shift is no longer. Thank God. Everybody on the position – when your shortstop has to stay on the shortstop side of second base – uh, second base has to stay on the second side of second base. And so everybody's playing more straight up, which means all of these things, you're going to see a lot more base hits. You're going to see a lot more doubles in the gap. You're going to see a lot more contact. So Good. you're, you're, I think what they're doing is shying away from the three true outcomes, which is strikeout, uh, home run or walk, right. which I love because this is fun baseball. You see athleticism is now uh, on display guys who can play their positions and have good, uh, good range they're going to be they're going to be shined upon right you know the goal line extends to heaven you just got to break the plane yeah yep. the second base also extend all the way to the wall like you can't sneak somebody yep. out into right field so the other part of the shift is you have to be on the dirt nice yeah. okay baseball baseball pretty, pretty straight up pretty making straight some up moves making some moves i like it that's so, going to change the value of a ton of different hitters yes, like guys that pull the ball that's going to make them so much more valuable than they were previously you know one of the things we, we talk about on our show a lot is mark Teixeira's career basically ended uh offensively because he couldn't get to that base hit over first base anymore so he tried to pull out everybody tried to hit over the shift that's why you see launch angle has been massive in the game right and and now guys are going to be rewarded for being able to go gap to gap uh you know hitting a lot more line drives hitting the ball on the ground uh with with good velocity so yeah i think it's going to be fun Uh, overall there's a lot of things going on and you know people will cry about everything but at the same time these guys spring training is here to to get them used to it you know right they'll get into the routine they'll get into the flow of right and the fact that the umpires called a, a guy out to end the game in spring training i love that because now Hey, by the way, this is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to enforce this. Yeah, scared straight. Yeah. 
you got to show it early. So the, I'm excited for it. A couple of years ago, the NBA said, hey, no more talking back. We're going to tee up. <laughs> and uh, they did that for like about a month. And now they don't do that anymore. So Thank God. S- stick with it. You know, be consistent. And they tried that with baseball. So there was a, there was a, 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 bat, a time where we had to be in the box. You couldn't get out of the box. Constantly guys getting out of the box. Mm-hmm. Never really enforced it. Right. This is now the box, getting in the box, being set at the eight-second mark is now associated with the pitcher as well. So they have right. to they have to enforce it. Good, good stuff for baseball. Yeah. Speaking of hoops, just a couple quick basketball updates for you. I know you haven't paid attention all season anyway, so mm-hmm. it won't be any different. But uh, Lakers started making their playoff push, and LeBron injured his foot and is out indefinitely. And by, oh, sta- no. by started making their playoff <laughs> push, um, do you mean LeBron just said – Hey, LeBron said, "Hey, these are the twenty-three most important games of my career." I'm not used to missing the playoffs two years in a row. That was the push. I feel bad for they actually did look good after some of these trades, though. Like one game, they were all healthy. Who'd they get? Who'd they pick up? Uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. How could I forget? Yeah, exactly. And Rui Hachimura. And Dame scored 71. I heard about that. So uh, a couple of days before, he was stuck on the plane. They couldn't leave. He did this amazing freestyle rap uh, that you got to check out and then dropped 71 just the next day. And then there's a lot of talk right now about uh, Nikola Jokic yeah. perhaps winning his third MVP. Well, I saw the Perkins thing, Kendrick Perkins and yeah. J.J. Redick. Is Kendrick saying, like, uh, the only guys that, that weren't top five in scoring that won the MVP were white guys? Mm-hmm. So that's why people want Jokic to be the Yeah, so there's a lot MVP. of discussion about if uh, race is a factor in MVP voting, which historically it may have been, but right now his numbers are pretty incredible. Yeah. I know. I know why. They're not <laughs> as good generally. But, um, yeah, a little bit of this league, a little bit of this league, mm-hmm. this this uh, this worldwide leader in sports, well, back and forth between JJ and Kendrick. Yeah, I saw that. And then before we go, there's a couple of movies that are out or coming out that I wanted to ask you about. Our intern Fauche was saying that uh, a lot of people are checking out this movie, Cocaine Bear. Any interest in that? Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> that what 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 are the reviews? Wildly positive. Wildly positive reviews across the board. I mean, you might need to see Basically Paddington Leon, the professional. Yeah. to understand. The origin it. story. But it is apparently very much worth your two okay. hours and 15 minutes. 2.15. I don't know, something around that. 2.15. Somebody did ask me to explain like a baseball like game. what the movie was. And basically all I could muster was that it appears to be a bear that finds a significant amount of cocaine. That's right. Finds out he likes the cocaine. Yeah. And then it seems like there's a lot of violence with this bear <laughs> just going on a coke bender. Hour and 35 minutes Hour and a of, half. of uh, <laughs> caffeinated grizzly bear. Uh, fucking, jeez, uh, I'll see it. I'll see it for sure. And of course the bear likes cocaine. Right, based on a true story. Yes. Bear's eating berries all day. Finds a brick of cocaine. I mean, imagine how wired you would be after, you know, like a couple blueberries, a couple strawberries, and then just a brick of cocaine. Imagine how bad you'd want to find more cocaine and you have no idea where to find it. (laughs) I think he really wants to find the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done cocaine? I've never done cocaine. I've never done cocaine. All right. You guys want to see Creed (laughs) 3? Creed 3? Haven't seen the first two. 
No thanks. All right. Nothing yeah. against it. I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Here's what I want to watch. It's March, and there's madness, and yeah. it's conference tournament season. Yeah. Click it on. Is this coming out Thursday or Friday? Are Thursday. we on today. Thursday? Great. Uh, a Sun tonight. Kennesaw State. Lipscomb. I think they got Lipscomb. Little Eastern Kentucky Liberty. Nice. Oh, it's electric. I love it. You been gambling? Yeah, you're back. I'll talk to you about it off air. Okay. Um, Good to have you back, man. Hey, shout out to Bellerman, okay? Don't know where you are. Don't know who your mascot is. Got you back on the on the winning side. Bellerman had a bit of a, a buzzer beater. Oh, oh a uni- university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're in Louisville. Probably better than Louisville this year. Yeah, Louisville's got like four wins. No, I'm, I'm not gambling money on sports. Okay. However, yeah. have I told the story about Utah Valley? No. I've got this friend, uh, I call him Backy, mm-hmm. and um, we found out earlier in the year that all Utah Valley does is cover. Mm-hmm. And so he started to buy some swag. That's why I wear the Utah Valley hat. People nice. think it's a, a region in mm-hmm. Utah. And they're like, oh, you travel out west? And I'm like, nah, it's a basketball team that covers, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I just saw a, a bracketology 413 projection, Virginia and Utah Valley. Oh, boy. No and way. that's a problem because Utah Valley's beaten whoever they have in oh, the first they, round. They'll just cover. It'll be like <laughs> plus 13. You're right. And, You're right. That's, that's a possible outcome. Nine. Yeah. Because that's what we do anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nine would be a little comfy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a blowout. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Cool. Anything else, guys? You, there is one thing that I did while you were gone that you got to do. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Different drug. Dr. Fax brought me to the uh, local pop-up shop. Mm-hmm. You honestly should go. It's a really cool All right, scene. when's the next one? Friday. Okay, I'm going. Nice. Um... Because I'm going to the beach in a couple of days, uh, and I, I need, oh Jesus, are we doing this all over again? <laughs> <What do> you, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be able to podcast from the beach. I'm good for like one show a year, I think. Yeah, okay. I'm still, I'm still. Uh, uh, is that a Popeyes worker doubled over in exhaustion? Mm-hmm. I'm still that. You're that. Yeah. You know, our our beloved Waffle House has uh, has 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 uh, disbanded. You mean the Tobacco Castle? The Tobacco Castle. So the Waffle House where I spent my you know, 20 hours or whatever it was. By the way, can't wait to share can't the wait. experience with you. Can't wait. Uh, we'll have to do the one on 29 North, mm-hmm. obviously, because this is now the uh, Tobacco Castle. <laughs> they just, I mean, it's, yeah, they, they went, like, the building hasn't changed at all, and the, the lettering is yellow. Yeah. Just like the Waffle House. Same font. Yep. It just says Tobacco Castle now. <laughs> <laughs> From the house to the castle. So anyways, yeah, RIP. Maybe to the tobacco is now a front for the waffles. Uh-huh. Fifth, Fifth Street Extended Waffle House. Rest in peace. All right, guys. We will see you uh, next week early. Talk maybe a little bit more about the combine. Uh, be basketball to talk about. Maybe a guest. Just wanted to catch up today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good to have you back. Okay, good to be here. Take care. Okay.